Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews. Today is episode 907. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 11, verses 39 and 40. Let's read our passage. All these were approved through their faith, but they did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, so that they would not be made perfect without us. This is the book of Hebrews. This is a letter, a written sermon, addressed to a group of Jewish Christians. They're starting to experience persecution as Christians, and the temptation is for them to back out of Christianity and go back to Judaism. The author of Hebrews is arguing that that would be wrong because Christ is superior to anything they could be going back to. Christ is superior to angels. He's superior to Moses. He's superior to the Old Testament priesthood. He is the new high priest with a new covenant. And the challenge is to live by faith. We've been going through chapter 11, the faith chapter. And he's been laying out all these heroes of the faith. People who really did live by faith. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Moses, and many others. And his his point is, these people really did live by faith. And many of them lived in some very difficult positions, but they lived by faith and God used them in amazing ways. Let's pick it up in chapter 11, verse 39. And we're closing out chapter 11 here. All these were approved through their faith. Let's pause there. All these, that is, all those who've been mentioned throughout chapter 11, were approved through their faith. That is, they were commended by God for their faith. Now, if we review, what is faith? Faith is believing God. Faith is trusting God. And faith is obeying God. And out of that flows pleasing God. So, It begins with belief. We have to actually believe God, believe that God has told us something. But faith is more than just intellectual belief of, I believe that is true. It's, I believe it is true to the point of trusting that it is true. There's a difference between just believing something is true and trusting it. And so faith is involved in trusting God. Because so often we see a lack of faith is that they didn't really trust God. And then obedience. Well, is obedience really faith? Well, if I really trust that it's true, then the proof that I believe it's true, that I trust that it's true, means I'll actually do it. So obeying is wrapped up in faith. And as we saw earlier, he made the comment that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we've seen corollaries to that, that this person pleased God. Why? because of their faith. So faith pleases God, and we see anybody with whom God is pleased, it's because of their faith. So all these heroes of the faith mentioned throughout chapter 11 were approved because of their faith. It continues verse 39, but they did not receive what was promised. Well, back in verse 33, we saw all the things that they did receive. They conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, 
shut the mouths of lions, quenched the raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, gained strength and weakness, became mighty in battle, put foreign armies to flight. And right in the middle of that was obtained promises. So we see all these things that they did get. So many of them, not all of them, but many of them did obtain promises. But here he says they did not obtain the promise. Now, different translations word this differently. They did not receive what was promised. The, the literal Greek refers to the promise. And this is the first time in the book of Hebrews we see promise in the singular. So while promises were received, the promise was not received. So what does he mean by the promise? Well, he explains that a little bit more in verse 40. Since God had provided something better for us so that they would not be made perfect without us. All right, so the promise has to do with this something better that God has provided for us. He doesn't define it. He doesn't say this is the promise. That's going to fall out later on in the letter, but at this point, the context is pretty clear. He's talking about salvation for all believers in Christ. That's the promise. And though these Old Testament heroes of the faith, no, they did not obtain the promise. They have obtained promises, but not the promise. So in verse 40, say, and that's, that's something better that God has provided for us. Now, who's us? Christians. Believers in Christ. And his comment, so that they would not be made perfect without us. Who's they? The heroes of chapter 11. Now, it's worded very awkwardly. Some translations try to turn this from a negative statement. They would not be made perfect without us into a positive statement, but you lose some of the meaning by doing that. It makes it cleaner English, but you lose some of the actual meaning. So first, let's talk about being made perfect. What does it mean to be made perfect? Well, perfection is completion. And throughout the letter here, it's clear when he talks about perfection, he talks about being made perfect in Christ. That is, being declared holy, being declared innocent of sin, being justified, sanctified. All of that happens through faith in Jesus Christ. That's what being made perfect is. And obviously the Old Testament people, they did not obtain that. They weren't made perfect until Christ came. I think a misunderstanding of this would be that we were integral in this perfection of them. They could be made perfect without us. That's not what he's saying. But they would not be made perfect without us being made perfect. And, and I think the best way to back away and think about salvation. Salvation is by Christ, all of God's people. There is a single event through which all are made perfect, all of God's people. And that is the death, burial, resurrection, and exaltation of Jesus Christ. That is the single event that does it all. And that hadn't happened yet for these heroes of the faith he's talking about. And that's what makes us perfect. It's what makes them perfect. So they weren't made perfect without us being made perfect. We were all made perfect together. That single event of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is what makes all of God's people perfect. 
So uh, the point he's making here is that these heroes of the faith, they lived by faith and they lived seeing this promise coming, but they didn't actually experience it. One author made a good summary of four things about these heroes of the faith. First, most of them experienced death or near-death experience. Most of them had a rough time. Many of them were executed. Most of them came face to face with death. Second, all were able to see beyond their own day by their faith. So they could see beyond their lifetimes and see God's plan beyond what they were experiencing then and there. Third, they all experienced some alteration of their status. There was a transformation that took place. Because of their faith, something changed about them. And fourth, they all experienced some form of marginalization. They were at odds with the world because they were people of faith. They were at odds with the world, sometimes at odds with God's people at large, but they were doing things differently than the world desires, than the world demands. And so most of them experienced marginalization from a worldly perspective. And that's all applicable to the people that the writer of Hebrews is directing his comments to. He's telling them, see beyond your immediate context. See beyond your lives, even beyond your lifetimes. And understand that all these heroes of the faith, they experienced hard times. You will too. And that living your life of faith, it changes you. And you're going to be at odds with the world. So set things up for chapter 12. He's been laying out the whole, these are the people that lived by faith and what it looked like. And he's been painting the picture of the new covenant and what it takes. And the key is live by faith. Now we've seen people that live by faith. Now in chapter 12, he's going to take that and run with us and say, okay, here now is what you do with that. The key is live by faith. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Hebrews.